Okay, welcome back to the Legendary Podcast. This is episode 17. I'm here today with Wendy, Rhea, Claire, and Maggie. How are you guys doing? Good. <laughs> Great. All right, so uh, today is June 5th, uh, Friday. The George Floyd situation is still um, you know, going on. What were you guys' kind of initial reactions to when you found out about the thing? Um, well, personally, I think I, f- I felt really angry. I think as a lot of people did and, and should. Um, I wasn't surprised because this brutality has been an issue for so long. Um, but it was mostly just anger and a lot of sadness and sort of not like hopelessness, but there felt like there wasn't much that I could do. Because I don't know, I just felt really small when I first heard yeah I would say like the same thing I feel like I guess it kind of took me a little bit to process it like when I first saw it I was just kind of shocked and then I mean not like shocked that's I was just like it's just kind of hard to like see the video um because like you know this stuff happens but like I don't know I feel like this video was like like more at least for me like more intense to watch so I don't know it just like took me a bit to process it and then I was like mainly just like felt really sad for like a long for like the first few days and then like I started getting more angry um but yeah yeah I guess like same as Wendy I wasn't surprised exactly with like the George Floyd situation but I started to get a lot more surprised and like frustrated and as like time went by and more stuff more videos started showing up on social media I guess I was surprised and like how common this was i don't know if it was just because i was so sheltered but like i don't know i just feel really like failed by like the police like they're supposed to be like like the people that like protect us and like you know respond to crises in our like communities but they're the people that are making our community broken so like i guess i was kind of taken aback and it took me a few days to like process it mm-hmm. so like uh i guess police brutality um especially towards black people isn't something that's know new in our era why do you think that the george floyd situation got so big um as it has um in particular um i feel like i feel like it's because like at least this this is not necessarily true but like at least from like my perspective i feel like it's like one because there has been like other like cases of this like kind of recently like we saw like brianna taylor and all of those like so it already had been kind of on the people's like the general public's mind and then I feel like this was kind of like a tipping point and also the fact that like we're in the middle of the coronavirus so people are already like unhappy with like how a lot of the system is handling things and we like we're already seeing how like the coronavirus was like disproportionately impacting like some populations and so I think like in light of like recent events and also like things just like building up I felt like it was kind of like hit a peak and people were like had enough at least that's like my what I feel like not necessarily true. Mm. And also, uh, I think, um, oh, <laughs> sorry, Maggie, keep going. Oh, I was just going to say with like everyone being inside, I think that maybe that might have also contributed, you know, to how um, like people are on their phones more and are reacting much more to like social media, which is probably like how it's gained so much like um, attention on the media. Mm. 
Do you guys feel like the coverage on social media is, has been pretty helpful so far or some of the information, um, you know, like too much? How, how do you guys feel like social media has been covering it? Um, until um, now. So I get a lot of my news from Twitter, actually, and I'm going to say it unashamed, uh, unashamedly. Um, I think that Twitter is one of the best places to get the news, especially on things like protests and um, riots, because there are a lot of journalists that are being censored right now who are covering protests. Um, so there are a lot of stories and narratives that are um, that you won't be able to find on big news sources. Um, whereas on Twitter, those are the people who are on the ground actually um, protesting and rioting. And so I think that I, I'm on Twitter more than I am on Instagram and other places. So I think that Twitter has done a really good job um, getting out the truth about what's actually happening. Um, not just day-to-day -day police brutality in communities, but especially right now during the protests, there are a lot of um, unheard stories of police brutality that I think that um, I've gotten to see on Twitter. I think initially, well, I'm mostly on Instagram. Initially, I was like happy to see all those posts, like to see like links to like petitions and to be able to read more about the situation. Like it was helpful, but then after a while, it got really overwhelming and you know, like I got to say, like, I completely understand like why it was a thing, and I think it was like a great idea. But, like after a while, with people just posting like blank black posts, like like black pictures with like nothing there, I just got a little tired and just like logged out of social media because I just got really overwhelmed and like annoyed, and like it wasn't really helping. Yeah, I actually deleted Instagram yesterday because I was like also feeling kind of overwhelmed by everything that was going on. But I'm like, I also don't want to delete Instagram and be like ignorant, you know, like I want to stay informed and educated, which is why like I st I'm still watching like videos and stuff, but just the whole like Instagram with like, like the, all the black screens and like that like chain that was like a week ago was like kind of overwhelming. Mm -hmm. I guess uh, personally for each of you guys, what are some of the things that you've done on social media or by donating that um, you think have helped the cause um, so far? Um, I guess for me, I think this is not really answering your question, but I feel like, I feel like post, at least for me, like posting on social media and things like that is, it's like, it's good. It's good to keep people informed, but I kind of feel like it's a little bit of an echo chamber and like, just because most people on there agree and that's not to say you shouldn't post anything because like you definitely can like keep keep getting people educated and all and like more informed but I feel like what I feel like has been most effective is like having like conversations like with real people like in my life and like my family who like aren't really like sure how to feel about it mm -hmm. and just like kind of like talking through like the different issues I feel like that's been like more effective than like posting or something. Mm -hmm. um, I agree with what Claire said. I think that social media definitely, if all you're doing is reposting things on your story or um, just on your page, then that's definitely not doing enough. It's um, like Claire said, it's just it's just like incessant amplification. Um, and you're not really, it's not translating into substantive action. Um, so yeah, I agree. I've been having conversations with um, my family, especially with people who, yeah, like Claire said, they're probably, they might not see um, this as big of an issue as it should be, um, or they don't know how to feel about it. 
Um, and I think that also, but I do think that one good thing about social media is the um, widespread sharing of petitions, because I think that those are actually helpful. Um, so I've been signing petitions. And also, I think that social media has been a super helpful way in spreading information about protests and gatherings and just like at their showings of solidarity. Um, so I've been going to protests, ones that are socially distanced at least. Um, so those are some of the things that I've been doing. Yeah, I've been signing petitions that I've seen on Instagram and on social media. I've also, I have a lot of people in my life that understand that this is a problem, but they don't realize that like, it's a really big issue and it says just past George Floyd. It's like a reflection on the country as a whole. So like, I've been spending a lot of time educating myself, trying to be able to like, make sure like, you know, I know all of the right information, but also being able to help others understand, you know, like African-Americans perspective on this issue. Mm-hmm. And then Wendy touched on this a little bit, but you know, the protests have been um, kind of like widespread throughout the U.S. I think every state has had some protests in some shape or form. Do you guys feel like the protesting is kind of like um, worrisome a little bit with the coronavirus going on? Do you think that there could be a second outbreak or do you think that people are doing a good job of socially distancing? What do you guys think? Um, so I definitely, I mean, I think obviously in, in any pandemic, we shouldn't be gathering, but also like, I feel like people who have been organizing the like Black Lives Matters protests or justice for George Floyd protests have um, taken more precautions in social distance, social distancing than I think like the riots, the protests that we saw against like lo- state lockdown orders. Um, mean to be like political or anything like that. I feel like that's just like a fact because those people were like protesting lockdown orders and things. So um, I think that these ones are safer than those because people like masks are mandated at these and six feet usually or like you have to stay in your cars or something like that. Um, So while I don't think that it's like helping the spread of coronavirus, I think that it's still safer than other protests we've seen during the pandemic. And I do think that um, gathering is necessary right now in the face of everything that's going on with police brutality. Mm-hmm. I definitely think it's safer, especially with the car protests, even though, like, you know, so there have been issues in, like, D.C. with bricks being thrown at cars. I still think that, like, is a way to be able to stay safe in, like, the of a pandemic. But also, like, I feel like it is necessary, as Monday said, because... I think I just saw like Minnesota had raised the charges of like a second degree murder and like arrested the other police officers. And so like activism is really important, especially in this situation with this just rising up. Mm-hmm. And then um, the other, you know, topic at hand is, you know, the police department and what they can do to help. Um, I know a lot of people in the protests have been saying, you know, like the police should be defunded a little bit. There needs to be a reform. Um, do you feel like the law enforcement has been taking the right approach or what do you think are some of the things that they need to do to change the situation for the better? Um, so are you asking, sorry, can you repeat what you're asking if you're asking like what we think the police should yeah, do? Yeah, like, like how should the police reform, you know, like how they deal with the protesting, you know, the black, uh, you know, like the Black Lives Matter movement. Like how how should should they have like more training, um, in academy? I know like we'll use a gun, 
and be out there on the street? Do you think that they need more time to study the law? What are the things that they can do to change? Um, oh, you can go. No, no, Claire, go. Claire, go. <laughs> <laughs> I was just going to say, I know, like, the NAACP, they released, like, four things that they thought, like, um, the police and, like, our communities as a whole should, like, be doing, so, like, actionable items. I forget the name of the other one, but they had, like, eight other, like, eight action items also. So I think if, um, like, the police groups, like, listen to those and try to, like, act on, like, what reforms they're talking about, um, like, those groups are calling for, I think that would be a step in the right direction. Um, I think that... The Black Lives Matter pro Black Lives Matters protest um, are yes, it's about police brutality, but I think um, a lot of what people are demanding is systematic change, and I think that what police should be doing, it's I think it goes further than things like spending longer time in academy or spending time training and like reading manuals and things like that. I think that um, like if you think about why we have police, it's to like combat crime and things like that. Um, but we, like, sort of with society, what we've been saying ever since, like, we created the police department and everything is, like, um, we're just throwing the police, like, this excessive use of force at, like, crime and things like that when we're not trying to solve crime and, like, social, the social and economic stability that give rise to a lot of crime. And so I think that um, it's sort of what, Jason, you said earlier, it's about defunding the police more and giving that power more back to the communities and so um if we target crime and like social instability in these communities and there'll be less of a need for force and violence just in general with the police um that police can their hand like do their job of like actually safeguarding communities and things like that and we'll um and so that's my two cents on that um i just think it needs to be more systematic than just like keeping the reform within police departments and like this officer training and things like that, it again should be systemic. Mm -hmm. And then I guess if it's a more systemic issue that can't be, you know, resolved with such like immediate change, um, how long do you guys expect for this kind of protesting and, um, you know, violence or not violence, but, you know, just, just people being upset towards the police? How, how long do you think that's going to last? Um, I mean, realistically, it'll probably die down in, um, I don't know, I'd say like maybe a few more days or like in another week, I'd say like the large spread rioting and the protests and things, but ideally like this anger and this resentment won't go away and we'll carry this momentum into the general election in November that we can, you know, keep our lawmakers accountable and um, change that way. But yeah, ideally won't forget about these um, instances and how we're feeling right now, but we'll take this momentum to continue organizing and um, do um, more again, like in November. Yeah, and just like adding off of that, I feel like a lot of it is the fact that like kind of like what Wendy was talking about, it's not just like the police, it's just like a systemic like societal issue and it's just the fact that we give police a lot of power so that's why we see a lot of stuff with like police brutality just because it's more visible due to the nature of the job but I don't it's not like limited to just the police so I think like and like 
as a whole, like systemic, like societal change, just like takes a long time to like get all to like address all of that and like fully move on from it. Um, and so I feel like what people aren't gonna stop being like we might move like on from the George Floyd protest specifically for right now maybe, but like there's gonna and until we like fully fix like all the other underlying issues that aren't even just the police like there's still going to be people upset and they're going to still like see these issues like come up in the future. Mm. All right. Maggie, do you have any more questions about the George Floyd situation? Um, I think we covered all of them. All right. I'm going to have a sip of my iced tea. Give me a second. <laughs> all right. How do you guys feel about um, graduating? I know yesterday was... You know, the official graduation thing we had the drive through you guys got to see your teachers um how do you guys feel about it it honestly hit me as soon as i saw miss kelly and miss martin um like i didn't like i didn't, it didn't really hit me that like school was over for us until i was sitting in my car and i got like i was like in tears it was just just like i loved high school because our relationships with our teachers were so personal and i feel like it's like one thing we're really going to miss out on in college, at least from like what I've heard from people, like relationships with professors can be really impersonal. And like teachers at Oakton have like such a strong impact on me that like, I guess I just got really sad and not that like, not just missing out on like second semester and all, but like, it's like losing out on having those types of people for like my final year of high school. I guess for me, it just kind of feels surreal, like, the fact that, like, we've literally spent the majority of our life, like, in school, like, in, like, K through 12, and it's just, like, over, and I don't know, things kind of hit me, like, slowly over time, so it still kind of hasn't hit me that, like, it's really over, and I think, like, the fact that it just kind of, like, randomly ended, and we kind of, like, like, slowly ended school with, like, online learning and all, like, as we get even further, like, emphasize the fact that it doesn't really feel real um but yeah i don't i don't really know how to feel about it i guess yeah. i'm kind of <laughs> you Are can you go maggie? no maggie go <laughs> okay um i guess i'm kind of with claire because it feels like i know that school's ended but it doesn't feel the same i guess maybe because of like we didn't have like an official graduation or like all this stuff that uh, seniors would normally do at the end of the school year is probably why. And we're like still just like at home doing the same things that we were doing before school ended. So I guess it like hasn't really hit me in that way. But I don't know like when it would hit me. Like, I don't know, maybe like when we're in college. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I feel the same as like Maggie and Claire. It feels... No, it just feels like I acknowledge that we're done with high school, but it like doesn't really hit the feels yet. I don't know. It feels really anticlimactic. Um, and I feel like there's just like no closure because usually in semester like activities and graduation, you get to say goodbye to everyone and be with everyone one last time. Um, and like I feel like we've all been looking forward to second semester of senior year and all of these activities since like I don't know, for me, since, like, junior year, like, that was kind of just, like, the end goal during junior year. Um, I also feel like 
like, I don't know, I'm trying to be positive here. And I feel like um, the point of getting closure at the end of your senior year is so that like you can, you know, there's the yearbook and say goodbye to like high school and your childhood and go to college and move on and whatever. And I feel like um, one good thing that can come out of this, or at least something that I hope is that like, um, with, with the class of 2020, like we'll forever be the class that doesn't close the yearbook and that like will be the class that forever is connected a little closer. And I feel like usually if you graduate high school and like you come back and you slowly like lose touch with your friends, like, like and people you to high school with but hopefully like this um makes us all closer for college and whatever mm-hmm. yeah i think our class is definitely going to be special because anyone that graduated from the class of 2020 is going to know you know like what we missed and it's going to be like way different from all the other classes so i think it's special in a way also i feel like we got like a lot of attention online that other classes yeah. might not have gotten which is kind of cool um, so yeah, are you guys like hopeful for a ceremony in the fall? Is that something that you guys would look forward to and participate in? I mean, it's well, definitely like, definitely like an interesting idea. I don't know how it would work because it would all we all we're all supposedly supposed to be in our respective colleges, but I mean, if like in a way it were to work, um, I mean. I think it'd be kind of exciting to go. I wouldn't just go to for the ceremony. I think I'll by that time not care, but I think it'd be like fun to see all of our teachers and each other. And I don't know, it, 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 would, it kind of feels like a field day. I don't know if that makes sense, but just to be like together as a school and like, just like not anything academically related. Like it's an interesting idea. Mm-hmm. How would you guys say that like you're, feeling about your senior year as a whole like would you say that there was more like positives or like really stressful or like how would you describe that Uh, for me um senior year i think was drastically overrated from like all the past seniors that like i've been friends with and everything it was really stressful for me um (laughs) like in terms of like college apps and just like taking a much heavier course load than like all the years of high school before, um, especially junior year. And um, it was really stressful. And I think it was just really hard. And I feel like for me, there was more negatives than positives. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I was going to say that I actually really liked senior year. (laughs) Um, I don't know. I don't know. I want to know if I would say it was my favorite, like, even with, like, coronavirus and all. But I don't know. I really liked my classes this year, which I know is a naughty thing to say, but, like, I actually liked them, so that was good. And I don't know. I felt like I just had, like, a better mindset about, like, school and everything, like, this year. Like, I felt like last year I just kind of, like, threw everything under the bus, like, my sleep, my, like no exercising like I didn't eat well like it was not good um but I felt like senior year I found like a good balance between like like taking care of myself sleeping but also like staying on top of school and like actually like making time for my family and all so I felt like I kind of figured it out this year so I liked it um I would say it wasn't my favorite year but it was definitely a year that needed to happen for me I think I learned 
a lot about like I think I this is gonna sound a little bad, but I learned kind of that school isn't everything. I know that kind of sounds weird, especially in senior year and going to college and applying to college. But, like I guess I learned how to have fun, and like I wish I could have like put that to use, you know, in second semester. But like I would say, like I'm happy with how my senior year was, and like while we did miss out on like prom and beach week, like I think I made like a good use of my like senior, like what we had a senior year. Um, I guess, like, you know, earlier in the year, we had to focus a lot on college apps. I know Claire might have done that um, a little bit earlier, but uh, how was that experience for you guys? Did that make senior year more stressful in a way? Were you guys satisfied with, you know, the colleges that you guys applied to? How's that process? So much more stressful. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I mean, it was, it was really stressful, but I feel like I needed school, like, to do it during school because, like, kind of, like, made my day like it gave me like a creative outlet you know to like come up with ideas and like add variety to my day I don't know like it's so hard for me to do in the summer especially because it's so easy to procrastinate and like also it's just like there's really nothing to do in the summer besides like whatever extracurriculars we were doing so like I don't know just like forcing myself to think of an idea was hard but like at school I was I don't know at like interacting with different people and like doing different activities it was just really easy for me to like write my essays so i'm kind of happy i wrote them during the year even though it was really stressful mm -hmm. okay did you guys feel like you kind of learned more about yourself through the you know the essays your personal statements um you know like trying to show colleges your best attributes and do you feel like you changed from you know the college um essay writing experience um i think that oh sorry claire <laughs> you go you go okay um if and i wouldn't say that like i learned a lot about myself or changed a lot um from like the smaller essays but i think that like the, our personal statement in the common app definitely gave me a lot of time to reflect on what i like if i had to categorize myself or like try to tell a story or narrative in was it like 750 or 650 I don't know in like one essay um what I wanted that to look like so I feel like that helps me maybe learn a little bit more about myself mm -hmm. I felt like it helped me like it encouraged me to like reflect upon like I don't know like where I was like at this point in my life and like like not that I wrote all this stuff in my essays but like it made me like like really consider like what I actually like like what I want to do in the long term, like what's the long term plan? Not just like as a career, but like, like what do I want to do with that? And like, I don't know. And I feel like, but I do feel like it was weird writing about myself just because like that's not really like something we, I don't know, we usually do. And like trying to sell myself to like, because it's kind of like what we're doing. We're trying to like show colleges our best side. It was like kind of weird. So it took me like a month. Like I wrote bad essays for like a whole month because like I couldn't do it. Um, and then I like finally got like into like a way I could write it, which was like, I don't know, it like helped me like realize like what was important and like what was really impactful during my high school years and like even before that. So I felt like that was good. And also like I hadn't done creative writing in a really long time. And I used to do that a lot when I was like in elementary school. So it encouraged me to pick that up again. Mm -hmm. Okay, 
Well, uh, on the topic of, you know, writing and that sort of thing. Um, <laughs> what? This is going to be a fire transition. So, <laughs> you know, uh, Wendy and Rhea, you guys are pretty passionate about, um, you know, journalism. I saw Wendy did some stuff for the Oten Outlook. Do you guys want to talk about that experience at all? Um, yes, I could talk about <laughs> newspaper and journalism for forever, but I won't. Don't worry, I'll spare y'all. Um, I think that student journalism and just journalism in general is both so important. I could go on about it for forever, but um, I think that personally for me, journalism, I've always loved writing, and so I wanted to write for the newspaper just because I've always loved writing, but I think that um, for me, at least, journalism gave me space and the freedom to um, discover my own thoughts and opinions. So while I was reporting on like issues and interviewing people, I think it helped me um, become more opinionated and to develop my own stances, which um, I feel like I'm a really opinionated person now. And I feel like a lot of that I attribute to um, the space that journalism gave to me. Um, I walked into journalism class like, in sophomore year, the first time I took it, like not knowing really what I was getting myself into. I don't know. I just signed up for the class because it looked interesting. I've heard from other people that it was a good class. Like, I didn't realize how strong an impact it made on me until like, I actually started writing my college app essays. Because like, most of my stories were about that I wrote about were about people. There were features, like Miss Lane to like Eric Principal and like to our former principal and just interviewing all types of people. I don't, I think it really made me learn to, I don't know, I guess be a better listener and to be close to just get closer to people. And I don't know if that makes sense, but like, I didn't really write opinionated pieces. I wrote more about like events and I guess it made me closer to the world itself and not just to be in my small, tiny bubble with my, my friends and I, but I learned how to branch out to people that like I would never have thought of talking to just being able to learn more about them and write a whole story about them. Mm -hmm. Okay. Uh, and then, uh, you know, English, you know, science. You guys also did a uh, cast and um, some, you know, environmental club stuff. <laughs> I don't know how to tie this in. Great guys... transition. <laughs> <laughs> Can you guys talk a little bit about, you know, like what got you interested in, in you know, doing the science-related clubs and, you know, what you, what you took from it a little bit? Um, no. <laughs> I, guess, <laughs> I guess I just kind of, like, to be honest, I first joined a lot of them because, like, cast and all and, like, in part of environmental club, they, like, walk with kids at elementary schools. And, like, I come from a big family, so, like, I like playing with kids a lot, I guess. I just thought it'd be fun. Um, and, like, especially at the beginning of high school, I didn't really know what I wanted to do with myself. Like, I didn't know if I wanted to go into science or anything. So, I mainly, at first, I didn't really, like, join them for that purpose. I just joined them because I thought they would be fun. Um, but then later, like, when I got more interested in science, it was, like, a good fit because, like, it, it like, fit both of my interests. But yeah, the kids are really cute, and that's like the main reason I went <laughs> in the first place. Um, I'm not a part of cast, but um, I am in an environmental club, and guess how I 
how I joined environmental club. Um, I mean, I feel like we all grow up learning about like climate change and global warming, and it's sort of an issue that's always at the back of our heads. And um, like growing up, I feel like most of us, like we cared about those issues. So I think it was sort of the reason why I just like signed up for the email list for environmental club or whatever. Um, but I think around the time that I joined environmental club um, is when a lot of new reports were coming out. And like a big one that I reference like all the time is the um, one that was came out in October of 2018 by the IPCC. I think that that one was the big one that like really, really scared me. And um that spurred a lot of my subsequent activism, but before then, it was just like a just had always cared about like climate change. So, mm. Maggie, do you want to ask any questions? Oh, um, <laughs> um, well, I actually went with Claire to one of the cast meetings. And it was really fun. Like, I'm just speaking from, like, my personal experience. It was really fun working with, like, the kids. And they're, like, really cute. Um, <laughs> but, like, Claire, what would you say was, like, your favorite um, experiment that you've ever done with the kids? Oh, um, let me think. <laughs> um, I think this sounds really dumb <laughs> because we've done, like, a lot of good ones. Like, we've made ice cream and all, but that always is really chaotic, so I wouldn't say it's my favorite. <laughs> um, I think my favorite one is, like, I think it was, like, our easiest experiment. Like, we went to Cornerstones, and, like, we gave all the kids, like, a penny and, like, water droplets. We were talking about, like, the properties of water and, like, cohesion and adhesion and, like, bonds and all that. And so we had them, like make like those water droplets on top of pennies and like it was just really fun because like all the kids were like literally like so amazed like I've never seen them so excited about anything like we made ice cream they cared more about the pennies than the ice cream like it was so funny but um it was like kind of easy and really fun and the kids like after that lesson they were all like please come back next week and I was like okay Um, it was really cute that one was my favorite Um, you know, there are a lot of science classes that you can take at Oakton. What were some of your guys', um, you know, favorite science classes, some that you might regret, some that were okay? Can you talk a little bit about them? Um, what do you think? Sorry, Rhea. No, Rhea, go. Oh my gosh. Okay. I think, <laughs> I think if anybody knows me, I would be like really surprised I give this answer. But, I'm just not in the right headspace to be saying this, but like, I'd say taking AP Physics was one of my favorite science classes before anybody, like, just like, what? what? I know. If you like, knew me in junior year, you would have been like, are you, a, like, junior year me would never say this, but like, looking back on it, it was definitely something so new to me. Like, you know, we've encountered chemistry, biology, you know, like elementary school and middle school physics. Oh no, it made me, it was so interesting to me while I did not have a good experience in the class and the, um, you know, the projects that we had to uh, have, um, definitely was something that I didn't be studying and like that's something that really like enforced the idea that I do want to go somewhere in like computer science or engineering and like I don't think I would have had that kind of confirmation if I did not take physics and I think that it is a class that like 
think everybody should take because such a like applicable science like every science is applicable but like physics I don't know I just feel like physics is like literally everywhere and like I don't know I just found it really interesting I think it's something that people need to be able to encounter and see but that's just me um so yeah this is also gonna come out of nowhere but I actually have to agree with Rhea what <laughs> I know <laughs> Yeah, so um, Junior Year Me would probably, like, slap me for saying that, but um, I, like, looking back at it now, especially because this year I didn't take, like, um, I took apes, but I didn't take, like, bio, and so, I mean, like, apes, I, I'm not going to say it was, like, easy, but it obviously wasn't as challenging as, like, some of the other science classes, and so that gave me time to reflect on, like, the courses I took last year. And like AP physics, like Rhea said, we'd never been exposed to that before. And um, I also just really liked my class. And my teacher was Mr. DePriest, who uh, Is someone eating chips. <laughs> okay, sorry, keep going. I'm eating mangoes. <laughs> oh my gosh, man. <laughs> um, I don't know I liked my teacher a lot. Like. Towards the end of the year, like, I know a lot of people will say that, like, he sort of gave up a little bit, but like, he was really passionate about, I guess, the subject, and when you, like, went in to ask him questions, which I did, like, all the time, he um, taught really well, and also, like, I made so many of my good friends through that class, like, I feel like going through any hard class, but especially physics, you gain, like, a sense of camaraderie that you don't get anywhere else, and so I really enjoyed that. Yeah, adding on to that, I had Miss Condino. And honestly, like, she made, like, if I, like, had to look back at junior year, the first thing I would think about was, is Miss Condino? Just because, like, class, while the homework and the tests were a pain in the butt, um, and the projects, you know, everything, basically, that came with the class, like, it made the class dynamic and, like, the class itself so fun. And, like, I was always excited to be in that class and to walk into it because it was never a stressful environment. It was outside of it but like inside it wasn't and like I think like any student that has Miss Condino don't deny that she's a great person to be around especially in like a really hard class I don't think Jason agrees <laughs> what? I, 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 it's debatable it's debatable it's debatable <laughs> I understand I also feel the same way with you know everybody like like you have to give to Miss Kanina that she didn't make us, like, you know, laugh, even though we had, like, an F in the gradebook for, like, the entire <laughs> quarter. <laughs> I mean, like, I feel like there's no other teacher that would make me feel okay to have an F except Miss Kanina. Uh, <laughs> I remember Jason always being, like, scared to go into that class. Like, he'd always be so <laughs> nervous. And, like, yeah, we had okay. chem right before, and then he would be, like, studying for physics in chem. Well, I gave up on studying for physics like midway through the year. I don't know. Claire, what was your favorite science? Don't say wow. physics. Um, <laughs> right answers only. I feel like I don't really feel like I can rank them. I feel like each of them like like each of them like um, this is this is so cliche, but like each of them like did impact like the way I see the world. And like I don't think I can I feel like they were just all so different that like 
I don't really think I can rank them. Like, I think definitely for physics, like, it made me, like, think in a different way. So, and that it was good. But, like, in bio, like, I don't know. I feel like anytime my, my family has a question, like, I feel like half the time, like, I can answer it, which is weird. But, like, it just, like, applies <laughs> to, like, everything. And then, I don't know. I liked all of them. And Kim was, like, really interesting just because it, like, made the foundation for bio. And then, like, environmental science, it's literally everywhere. Like, you can't ignore it. Like, it's, like, what we're living. So I know that's not a good answer, but I just really like, I, like, don't regret taking any of my AP science. Like, they're my favorite classes, so. Wow. <laughs> that's impressive. <laughs> so um, I think most of you guys have had some experience with debate, right? Maggie did um, some debate at South Lakes. You guys did Lincoln Douglas. Um, how was that experience for you guys? Well, um. <laughs> I would just like to say that I loved the Oakton Lincoln Douglas team. Um, it was like the first club I joined at Oakton. And just because, like, to be honest, like the main reason I joined it was my sister was already in it and she liked it. So I was like, I'll try it. Um, but just like, I don't know, everyone on our team at first, it was just like a bunch of goals. So it was really fun. Um, but now we do have guys on the team. It's not just girls anymore. Um, but it's just, like, there's just so many, like, hectic memories from it. Like, I could, I'm not going to go on, but, like, there's too many to name. And it's just, like, I've had, like, like both really bad, like, sad times. But, like, they've also been so fun. It's just, like, a cool outlet. I feel like you don't really have the opportunity to get other places. And also, like, the fact that you really do have to, like, research both sides of the issue, like, has really encouraged me to not, like, take anything on face value. Like, mm. I guess it's kind of made me more critical. Like, whenever someone presents an argument to me, I'm yeah. always, like, <laughs> like, what is the counter argument? Which I guess maybe it's not a good thing. But, like, um, it's definitely maybe, like, like, more question, like, everything that's, like, presented to me. I also made a lot of friends, so it's fun. <laughs> Adding on to Claire, like, everything Claire said, but also, like, I look back on high school, like, it is, like, probably, like, the thing I'll remember. It, like, defined my, like, high school experience. And, like, I guess it's just because my entire friend group is basically debate, like, all of us that do debate. And, like, it's so important to me because I never really had classes with any of my friends, like, anyone in debate. And, like, I guess Hello? it's just... <laughs> we literally had journalism together and that's it but Lang and Kim okay Wendy but like what about freshman and sophomore year okay listen I'd be chemistry <laughs> okay whatever just Wendy <laughs> fine let's okay fine this Wendy basically my only friend would be Wendy if I didn't do debate it's like I'm I don't know why I never had lunch with any of my friends I never had like classes with them and so like I don't know who I would be if I didn't do debate not just because like you know I grew a lot as a person but it's just like I really don't see myself having any friends if I wasn't in debate (laughs) (laughs) maybe I would have like branched out more and made better friends I'm kidding like (laughs) like having on declare debate just really I don't know it just really defined my high school experience and you know, I'm grateful for that. Very cheesy, but yeah. <laughs> I think one of um, 
I'd echo everything that Claire said about like questioning everything and taking nothing at face value. But I think one of the other biggest things that for me at least, and I think it's one of the most like, one of my biggest takeaways from debate, but um, I think like, I've changed a lot since freshman year. And I think that of that do attribute to debate because I think that it shows you and it teaches you the value of your voice. Like, um, everyone talks a lot about having like a seat at the table, quote unquote. And I think you're in the room with just yourself and your opponent, at least for Lincoln Douglas, for PF, it's you and your team, um, versus the other team. But, um, like no one can speak for you, it's just it's you and your thoughts and case your opinions. And, um, so again, it's about like developing your own opinions, but also recognizing the power of your own voice. And it's sort of taught me to fight and like for a seat at the table and that like everyone deserves a seat at the table, if that makes sense. Um, but yeah, and then also like Claire said, I think the people that I've met through debate, my friends, and also the kids that I've gotten to coach have had like such a profound impact on my heart. <laughs> All right, nice, nice. Maggie, do you have any more questions before we move on? Wait, what are you moving on to? Um, <laughs> like summer plans, that kind of thing. Wow. <laughs> I thought it, for that. <laughs> there's not really a good transition for this, but um, recently, Rhea sent me some um oh my gosh <laughs> <laughs> some photos from like sixth grade or like a screenshot from <laughs> so um I thought it'd be fun to ask what your favorite memory of elementary school was just because we're like seniors now and like we can look back on like all our years of school it's hard oh, or what funny. like stands out in your memory the most <laughs> I guess for me, sorry, like, I guess my best memories were when I was in, I went, lived in Texas for like 10 months for like third grade, but like I lived like one block from school and so like I would walk to school in the morning and then like our principal, I don't know, it was just like a really fun school, like our principal would like give us like lollipops in the hallways and he like knew all of our names. And then, like, every day after, every Friday after school, we would have, like, snow cones. And, like, the whole school would, like, like get snow cones for, like, 25 cents, like, on Fridays. And the whole school would just, like, stay after and, like, play on the fields. And God, then, like, I wish we had on the that. sprinklers. And then we'd all go home and everyone had a pool because it was Texas. And then we'd all just, like, swim in each other's pools after school. And it was just so nice. So that was my favorite. <laughs> I'd say my favorite was like one year I was at Hunter's Wizard, like in sixth grade, because I never really felt like I I felt so out of place at like my previous elementary schools because I don't know I didn't feel like I was like like I like had anything in common with them and like I did have friends but I don't know I felt really close to the people that I met in sixth grade and like I still talked to the majority of them and just we had like immediate clicks with each other and like I don't know school just became so much fun for me in sixth grade like I remember up until sixth grade I used to tell my parents I feel like going to school today and they just wouldn't take me and like life was good but like in sixth grade I never had that problem just because 
I always loved going to school and seeing people like Jason. Like I met Jason on my first day of school. I still remember our first conversation. <laughs> Wait, <laughs> but, what was your um, first conversation? Like, are you new here? <laughs> oh, really? That's crazy. I don't remember. <laughs> I didn't know where the bathroom was. Oh, <laughs> uh, okay. Um, no, it's just like a really like defining experience in my life. And like, I, I say such cheesy things, but you know, I like still talk to a lot of those people and like, it was so great with Miss Neubauer and like. <laughs> true, true. Wait, Jason, right. didn't you email her the other day? Yeah, yeah. Um, Rhea and I actually tried to get back to Miss Neubauer's class in like oh middle school. God. I remember and that. Then, yeah, we had like a presentation, but then like it wouldn't project, so it was just like awkwardly <laughs> standing there. I was like, uh, Carson's fun. <laughs> I felt so grown up. I remember me and Jason like, you guys have to use your agenda. Like you're gonna get, you're gonna lose so much track of your seven classes. I remember feeling so grown up standing yeah, there. I was like, I know you. everything that you guys need to know. I was like, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I mean like guys can ask any questions you want. Like, you know, like we just finished our first year of middle school. We're <laughs> yeah. so entitled. All right, and then last question here before we get into some fun stuff. What do you guys um, have planned for the summer? Or what are some things, some skills that you guys have picked up so far um, before college? <laughs> um, okay, so I guess I'll go. Um, well, pl plans for the summer. Um, I'm taking summer classes to uh, the head-on college credit. Because... Um, I don't know, like, I feel like before coronavirus, like, I had, like, internship plans and everything lined up, and I obviously had budgeted a lot of time, like, going out with friends, so um, all that's gone now, but, yeah, I'm just taking classes over the summer, and hopefully I'll be able to see more of my friends later. Um, in terms of skills for college, I feel like I'm trying to, like, learn life skills at, like, at, like cram life skills in at this point like um i've been cooking with my mom a lot just for fun but i feel like that's a life skill gotta know how to cook for college mm -hmm. um i say i have not really used my time wisely in the um, past 13 weeks to be able to develop any skills um or plan for this summer because a lot of my plans for summer got canceled um one thing i have been doing is like after committing to college was just spending a lot of time with my family just because it's always really important to me to be close to home but now that's not a thing because i will be a 12-hour drive away so i only get to see my family like once or twice a semester which is which kind of made my decision really hard to commit to college so like i have been spending the past 13 weeks and probably the rest of the summer just being able to be with them whether like even if like they're working um, I haven't really thought about my plans or skills just because, you know, watching Netflix has been great for me. <laughs> but, yeah. Um, I guess for me, kind of what Leah said, like, spending time with my family just because, like, my little brother, like, he just turned four, so I want to make sure that he still remembers me. <laughs> Like, oh my god, <laughs> I like, I don't want his only memory of me to be like me in college, so I've been like playing with him a lot. Um, Aww. but <laughs> yeah, I've also like been making a science curriculum for my little brother because his school like kind of like stopped doing science, 
Armatillo. I've been Stop. Like, That's so cute. <laughs> so I've been like writing that up. So we start that in like two weeks. Um, and then I'm just also trying to like get back on top of like all my junior year classes because like for like the chemistry I'm taking next year and like Spanish. I took both of those junior year and then not senior year. And like I want to make sure I still remember them. So I'm like going back through Mrs. G's videos and like rewatching them. So I in that, um, <laughs> which is kind of sad, but yeah, so I'm trying to stay on top of that. And then I've just been doing like, my church has like service projects. So like, we now have to do them like weirdly socially distanced, but I have a week of that also. So okay, wait, sorry. I feel like I look a little, um, you know, lazy compared to you two. So I'm... <laughs> <laughs> so I will say, I will say I have started the computer science homework for my first class first semester. I hope to finish it by the end of the summer, so I will not have any homework. Okay, so I'm not entirely lazy. Netflix <laughs> is a big priority for me, but I am doing some work. <laughs> All right, thanks for letting us know that. Um, <laughs> All right, Maggie, anything you want to add before we get into the fun stuff? Um, I wish I could be as productive as Claire. That's oh. it. Okay. All right. <laughs> so, uh, so now I have some speed round questions. Um, so it's like, you know, almost 20 questions and you guys have to answer them as fast as you can. Sound good? Okay. Should we like take an order? Yeah. Maggie, how about you choose who's first? Let's go in alphabetical order. Claire, Rio, Wendy. Okay. <laughs> okay. All right, let me get more iced tea. Hold on. <laughs> All right, Claire, are you ready? Yeah. All right, what's your favorite color? Blue. Favorite type of music? Um, uh, pop. <laughs> Ketchup or mustard? Uh, mustard. Let's go. Favorite animal? Ooh, dog. Do you have any pets? Oh, that's kind of. No, oh, sadly. Oh, I thought you had a dog. That's why you said dog. Okay, jalapeno chips. Jalapeno chips or hot Cheetos? Jalapeno chips. Mm. Pineapple on pizza, yes or no? Yeah. Watermelon or mango? Mango. Favorite TV show? Uh, none. Do you have any... <laughs> Stop. Do you have any siblings? Yeah. How many do you have? Five. Wow. What's your favorite number? Um, 10. Okay. What's the first thing you do in the morning? Um, I wake up, but I walk. I get up and I walk. Okay. <laughs> do you have any celebrity crushes? Um, not really. What's your favorite um, type of food? <laughs> um, like Mexican. Oh, like Chipotle? Like, uh, kind of, not really. I don't know. It's just like this weird, uh, it's just kind of like the Mexican food my mom makes, which is not really authentic, but. What about like bar taco? That's Maggie, don't make me hungry. (laughs) (laughs) All right. If you're stuck on an island, what are the three things that you'd bring? Um, a book, food, and, um, a friend. (laughs) (laughs) What do you want to do in the future? (laughs) Um, I don't, I, I don't know. I, I don't want to be like, I don't know, kind of in a dilemma 
that's not a fast answer, but something related to like life sciences. Okay, cool. What's one fun fact about yourself? Oh, awkward. Um, <laughs> I don't really have any fun facts. Um, come back to me. <laughs> Oh, Courtney! Oh, okay. There's nothing. I don't think there's anything interesting to say. Aren't you like French or something? <laughs> no. <laughs> what? What? Uh, oops. Okay, oh, what's course. one of your what's one of your proudest <laughs> proudest high school moments? Proudest high school moments? Yeah. Um, when I finally got my driver's license. Yeah. No. <laughs> oh my god. Do you have any senior year advice or high school advice in general? Um, my advice this is very cliche also, but like um really try to find something you're interested in and like pursue opportunities in that. Don't feel pressured by what other people expect you to be doing. Okay, nice. All right, who's next? You said alphabetical. Rhea. What you're next. Wait, I'm doing this? Oh, wait, no, you already did it. Okay, Rhea. <laughs> okay. Uh, are you ready? That's the first question. Oh, me. What? Wait, am I, I hear Am I asking the question? Oh, yeah. Do you want to? Yeah, go ahead. Okay. What's your favorite color? What's your favorite type of music? Ketchup or mustard? Ketchup. Favorite animal? It changes all the time, but right now it's an elephant. I thought it was like the cute little like quokka. Yeah, <laughs> my spirit animal. Oh. Any pets? <laughs> no. Jalapeno chips or hot Cheetos? Jalapeno mm. chips. Pineapple on pizza? Yes or no? Um, sometimes. Watermelon or mango? Mango. Favorite TV show? Right now, Outer Banks. Ooh. Okay, how many siblings? One. Favorite number? Five. First thing you do in the morning? Wake up and sit with my mom. Aww. Last only two crush. minutes. It's okay. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, I have one right now. I think everybody knew it was Shawn Mendes, but that's done. <laughs> Is there a reason why that's over? Um, he started dating Camila Cabello. He grew out his hair. No good music, you know. Life he has tattoos. <laughs> I don't like his tattoos. But hey, oh, oh, that is okay, controversial. That is a controversial <laughs> opinion. <laughs> Do you? So you don't have one right now? No. All right. Favorite okay. food? Okay, never mind. Um, <laughs> it changes every day, but right now it would be bar taco. Yes, I love bar taco. Okay. I have to go. If you're stuck on an island, what are three things you would bring? Phone, um, a friend, and um, no, a cooler for food. <laughs> <Story>. <laughs> what do you want to do in the future? I don't know yet, but hopefully, work for Tesla. Okay. <laughs> That's cool. Um, one fun fact about yourself. I have touched on Menace's skin before. Wow. <laughs> <That's>... 
That's my go-to fun fact. When did you touch his hand? Um, last summer at his concert. Wow. No. <laughs> Proudest high school moment. Um. Okay, getting a job. And senior year advice. Um, have fun. Don't get caught up in school while it's important. Make sure it's a priority. Also, learn to have fun. Nice. Okay. <laughs> do you want to do Wendy too? Sure. <laughs> okay. Okay, Wendy, are you ready? Yeah. Okay, favorite color? Hello. Favorite music? Um, how to be a genre? Can I, like, name someone? Yeah, sure, name someone. Okay, it's the band Laney. <laughs> Ketchup or mustard? Ketchup. Favorite animal? Um, I really don't have one because I really just love all animals. <laughs> um, any pets? I have a dog. Her name is Jackie. Jalapeno chips or hot Cheetos? Jalapeno chips. Pineapple on pizza, yes or no? No. Oh, okay. Right. <laughs> Watermelon or mango? Watermelon. Favorite TV show? Um, so it's a tie between Gilmore Girls and Avatar The Last Airbender. I started watching Avatar. Maggie, you're only like 11 episodes in. <laughs> <laughs> I know, but I started watching it. Maggie, do you recommend that be my next Netflix show? Absolutely. Yeah, it's pretty, it's cute. Um, siblings, question mark? Yes, I have two sisters. One of them was in the class I TA for. Just thought it was Maggie, go faster. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm trying to, like, I'm trying to... Okay, never mind. Favorite number? Um, it's a tie between six and seven. <laughs> why did six... Why was six afraid of seven? <laughs> oh, my gosh. Maggie... <laughs> What's the first thing you do in the morning? Um, well, I don't know if this will last, but for the past few weeks, it's been run. Hey. What? Who is your celebrity crush? Um, I don't think I have one currently, but I used to be like really obsessed with Tom Holland, but that has also died down a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> Favorite food? Avocado toast. What? Yes, it's avocado toast. Oh, I didn't hear that at first. Okay, if you're stuck on an island, what are three things you would bring? Okay, I would take a private jet and some food. Smart kid. And Ashley. <laughs> oh, what do you want to do in the future? Um, so I'm not quite sure exactly. Um, I want to go to law school, maybe become a lawyer or, um, I don't know, maybe a legislator, something like that. Something in the world of policy. Nice. What's one fun fact about yourself? Um, 
Okay, so this is a fun fact. I used to be like, I used to keep a list of fun facts about myself because um, I never had anything to say for icebreakers. Um, okay, that's not my fun fact. Sorry, that was just like a comment. But a fun fact about myself is I can't swallow pills. <laughs> what? <laughs> it, Sorry. Yeah, it's, it's, it's really problematic, but yeah, I can't do it. <laughs> I don't think I can either. Okay. Um, um, proudest high school moment. Swallow a pill? Huh? I swallow pills? What? What about it? <laughs> Isn't that hard? No, you just take water. I, right? I don't think I could do that. Drink How have you guys never taste. swallowed pills? Yeah, just drink it with something. It's easier. But then it like, it's like, doesn't it hurt? Oh, no. It hurt. It's like, you don't think about it. You just think about the water. You don't think it's about like the pill. when I almost choked on the starburst. You choked on a starburst Maggie, when you, I was little. Becky, you were just an odd kid. <laughs> okay, what happened to speedrun questions? These are like. <laughs> Sorry. What's your proudest high school moment, Wendy? Um, Metro Finals of this year. Aww. Any senior year advice? <laughs> um. You just enjoy it, the good and the bad moments. Okay, cool. cool. So uh, now that we're done with that, um, we go to the Instagram segment. This is the last segment. Sorry, it's getting kind of long. Oh, so this I'm going to go to. Sorry. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so I'm going to go to each of one of your guys' Instagram. Maggie, I'll, I'll do you too since you didn't get the chance last time. And then you have to give me a little bit of detail on one of your pictures um, based on the caption. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'll start with Rhea to switch it up. All right, uh, let's see. Um, okay, so this one, it says, Welcome to my crib, hashtag Jane Temple. Yeah. Do you want to explain it a little bit? I was really proud of that caption. Um, <laughs> well, I am a Jane, okay, my last name. Um, it's like a, we, like, when, when we go to India, we usually just go to visit our relatives, but... My sister and I wanted to go visit like actual like sites in India, so we chose this really famous temple. That, like, I guess my sister and I don't really ever go to Jain temples. My family's not very temple oriented, so I guess that's like the first time I, you know, you know, interact with my like actual religion. And then, you know, I took a picture inside the temple. Um, it said "Welcome to my crib" because you know, Jains. <laughs> Isn't it? Didn't you say it's pronounced Jan? It's pron yeah, it is pronounced Jan. Well, it's not even pronounced Jan. It's pronounced... Okay, whatever. We're all saying it wrong. <laughs> um, yeah, it's not pronounced the way I'm saying it, but I'm just really used to saying it that way. Okay, nice. All right, uh, let's go to Claire. All right. Um, it looks like uh, there's like a board with some letters on it. And um, oh. <laughs> it says happy birthday. It is crazy. Oh, uh, <laughs> this is actually when Wendy, Leah, and I went to Mosaic last year. But I think that's for, yeah, it's for Leah's birthday. Um, and I'm just really bad at captions, but I also don't spend a lot of time on them, which is why I not always like that. But um, <laughs> yeah, that's where this one came from. 
Okay, cool. All right, we'll go to Wendy since uh, we can save Maggie for last. Um, all right, so it's like a, it's a drawing, and you're with like your friend. It says a post for my best friend who's always right beside me and not behind the camera on this rare occasion. Oh, um, so that was when Molly Bach and Ashley surprised me for my birthday. Um, went to Muse Paint Bar and. Ashley is a photographer, if you didn't know, and so whenever we go out, she's always taking pictures, so she's never really in any of our pictures very much, and so um, this one, when I said she's beside me and not behind the camera in this case, was because she's usually always taking the pictures. Nice. All right, Maggie, uh, this one says, me and my favorite Columba player. <laughs> Um, that was when me and Jason went to Reston Town Center in the close to Christmas time. And we went to the top of the parking garage to, um, to watch the sunset. And Jason brought his playing the kalimba. <laughs> so, yeah. And the second slide is a video of him doing that. So that's why the caption is my favorite kalimba player. Also, my only, the only Columba player I know. It's a pretty cool instrument. <laughs> All right. Uh, any final thoughts before we wrap up here? We shall all go to Mosaic once this is the coronavirus is over. Bar Taco. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Look at there, guys. <laughs> all right.